Welcome to the Grandstand Golf Podcast. This is the weekend golf update for the Valero Texas Open. I am your host, Adam Bapti, and as always, I'm joined by my brothers, Kevin. Hey, everybody. And Craig. Hey, happy to be here, guys. Craig, you, or Kevin, you almost just went with a video wave, and I was going to remind you this is an audio <laughs> podcast as well. We do, do need you to say something. Just the subtle head nod. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This is our Valero Texas Open recap and the weekend golf update. But guys, we did a Masters picks, preview, bowl predictions. That podcast is already out. It's out. Subscribe on our uh, wherever you get your podcast. It's also out on YouTube if you want to watch it there. But Craig, we are doing the Spieth week or the Valero Texas Open. <laughs> Here's a quick recap of what we saw this week. Okay, I, I'm changing things up a bit this week in lieu of you know a recap. Uh, we'll get we'll get into what happened in the tournament, but. It has been a little bit, a little while since Jordan Spieth has won uh, a PGA Tour event. So last one he won was the Open Championship at Royal Birkdale, July 23rd, 2017. Uh, for those of you keeping track at home, that is 1,351 days. Uh, so, you know, I just wanted to get into a little bit what has happened mm. since then. You know, what was going on in the world then? What's going on in the world now? So we didn't even have a, the solar eclipse. Do you guys remember that happening? It was a fairly significant event. That hadn't happened yet. Literally, we've like hid from the sun since Jordan Spieth last won. Um, the day after the 23rd, the 24th of July, Nick Foles just reported to his new team, the Philadelphia Eagles, to start oh, training camp. Uh, wow. We'll see how that one turns out. Um, <laughs> speaking of people who have you know, maybe moved on from positions, Harvey Weinstein was uh, still in control of the Weinstein company. Uh, I don't think that one's going to turn out too well. No, that's uh, not good. Another person who was... Uh, you know, has been removed from a position, Anthony Scaramucci. Do you guys remember this guy? The Mooch? Yeah, the Mooch. The mooch. Trump's he was only direct. there for a, a the, couple minutes yeah, the, anyways, wasn't so, he? So this actually hit the 10 days that he was the director of communications at the White House <laughs> happened while Jordan Spieth won the Open. Um, and yet, lastly, over the Open Championship, over in, in um, jolly old England, the next year they had a royal wedding. Meghan Markle, oh, Prince okay. Harry... I think that one's going to turn out just great. Um, speaking, yeah. speaking of people being removed from positions. <laughs> speaking of yeah, people moving on. Um, so, you know, I just wanted to ask you guys, since 2017, you know, like what was your life like then? What's changed in your guys' life? Well, you said I, it was July? July 23rd, 2017. Um, I like having to think about it for a while because he seems to be pondering. I mean, pretty much everything in my life has changed. I've gotten married. I've had a kid. I bought a house. Uh, I feel like I've gone through. I've probably joined jobs and left jobs since then. I, I don't really know. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a long time ago. I mean, that's. I mean, my that's yeah. my history is is in that kind of time span. You were a, you were a very different man back then. And about yeah. a thousand gray hairs. No, like ten thousand gray hairs ago. <laughs> yeah, I also have bought a house. Had a had a son. Um, I was already married, but yeah, it's it was a different world. Yeah, oh, you for sure. Craig, what, what's happened? Oh, man, I was I just had finished my first year of law school. I was a fresh, naive youngster. Well, not so young, but <laughs> yeah. uh, had just met my now wife, um, and you know, we also have have since gotten married and and bought a home and not quite any children, but we settled down with our little puppy. So yeah, so things basically changed dramatically. Done, we have done more in this time span than Spieth did. That's what I've taken away from this. Like, <laughs> yeah, up, up well, until, things up until today. other than golf going on in his life too. Actually, now that I think fair. about it, I've I didn't even bet on golf when that happened. And now, I mean, look at us. <laughs> <laughs> now, look at us. Um, okay, so let's dig into it a bit. Jordan Spieth, um, you know, it's been coming for a while. I really feel like he just missed an opportunity here. Like, you save the win for next week, and then it really, like, you get, you pull the tiger wood. It really hits harder. Um, but, yeah, no, great win. Obviously, yeah. he's coming into Augusta now with tons of momentum. Uh, what do you guys think? Well, I don't know. I was, that was actually kind of my first thought. Adam already had him pegged as his one and done are you afraid now like he's no he's i already... like everyone for the masters everyone tries tries to find these like 
certain things the winner has done leading up. The, and I, I'm guilty of this as well. I know I, you do, I do this, this more than anyone. Like, <laughs> no, no more than anyone of the three of us. I'm like, okay, they need to have a top 10 at the masters or, or a win in the past, like calendar year or three to six. Have vegetable days. soup on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, people are like, you can't go back to back. Of course you can go back to back. Like, I, it changes not at all my one and done for tomorrow or for next week or for the masters. I or how I you feel it. about your one and done? Yeah, yeah, I feel great about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I would liked just what Craig did today. Craig, wh- Craig had him for one and done this week. I'll take cool the cash in the pocket. One point three million dollars. I mean, I would like yeah. to have that guarantee, but eh. it is a bit of a sore spot for me. I'm, I texted you guys about it, but I watched my two one and done picks from last week: Hoffman and Spieth battle for. The winner's check this week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Just a, a little times, early. I'm still, like you know what? I'm still feeling like my process is right, you know? I got to trust the process. My process is good. I'm mm-hmm. just, it's not quite hitting the right peaks, but. That's know, how I felt early it. in the year. Craig, um, I, th- I think you kind of nail it. Like, this has been a long time coming, or not a long time, but like, we've seen him charge on early the progression. in the tournament. Yeah, yeah, the progression of Jordan Spieth. It, it, I mean, it's cool. Like just from a golf fan, he moves the needle. We all know that it does. He, he does seem to bring a different, um, a pr- like a different golf fan, maybe like out of the woodworks a little bit, but uh, more eyes on golf, the better. And he, he brings those eyes. Yeah. I mean, I would say he brings not even the casual golf fan, but more of the casual sports fan. Uh, to to golf and, and you know yeah. it's maybe maybe less so on a Valero Texas Open yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but if all of a sudden he's in contention at the Masters uh, he's going to bring bring people people are going to tune in that otherwise are not going to tune in yeah if it's yeah. DJ Rom versus DJ Spieth mm-hmm. a lot more people are tuning into DJ Spieth I think like that yeah. showdown yeah, yeah. Um, now or just Spieth, re- just real quick just I don't know. <laughs> uh, Justin Ray Golf uh, tweeted this one out. Jordan Jordan Spieth gained twelve point eight nine strokes tee to green this week. It's his most in any of his twelve PGA Tour victories. That's a little bit surprising to me, just because of uh, you know how dominant he was for for a period of time there. Yeah, I mean, this week though, he really seemed to have it all clicking. I didn't get to watch a lot of the earlier rounds, but. Um, you know the last two I know he finished he kind of seemed to put his foot on the gas pedal um, towards the end of his rounds and and he he kind of followed through you know like yeah um, so he seems to be firing firing on all cylinders and I joke a little bit about it to Adam with him as his one and done next week but in all honesty he's he's got to love the way his game is looking going into Augusta um Mm -hmm. And this can only, it really can only uh, build confidence for him. It, it's not like it's, it's just a monkey off his back. If he had gone into the Masters without having that win in, in four years, then that's something, another thing he has to get over. But now he's got that out of the way. Just, you know, you're at a place where you've had tons of success. Like, yeah, it's, uh, it's perfect for him, really, I think. The confidence yeah. was rising over the last couple of months. And with that, the good play and now, I mean, he, he could go into Augusta. I mean, even last year, he had a good finish with still kind of this, the speed we knew of the last couple of years. Yeah. And now when he comes in now, uh, comes into Augusta National, goes to the Champions Dinner, like he, I'm thinking he, he has They're not that sitting him down at he, the end of the table. They're going to like move <laughs> yeah. him up a bit. <laughs> but he has that confidence that he can beat anyone if he, I mean, I know almost every golfer in the field feels that way, but I mean... You're, not everyone is DJ or Rom or Speed. That's just a reality. But he he will go in there thinking that I can beat anyone if I'm at my best, and if they're at their best, I can still win. And that that's yeah. a lethal thing with Jordan Speed. So led the field in birdies, uh, led the field in putts per green in regulation. So to me, this is just a great call. Led the field in putts per green in regulation, mm-hmm. and was fourth in scrambling. So if you're if you're leading the field in putts for GIR and you're scrambling, then those two things seem like together you're gonna have a pretty darn good tournament. Um, it's just he's. I think he's now able to see like he he knows where the ball's gonna go. He's able to see where the ball's gonna go, and he doesn't overthink it. It just goes where it's it's going. Him around the green and with his putting, it just he sees where it's gonna go, and he like his hands get it there almost. 
Yeah. Yeah, I would say one of the things to me that is, uh, you know, in terms of the Masters hype, uh, he so he, he did gain off the tee on the week, but, you know, he gained less than a stroke there compared to seven and a half, basically, on approach. Uh, he was tied for 78th in driving accuracy. So I was uh, just going to ask that one. Okay. The, okay. the Spieth, potential Spieth problems, he avoided those. He, you know, he didn't make big numbers off of them and, and whatnot, but um, those are still there. Uh, but, you know, that's the same type of thing that we talk about with JT, who is the number two player in the world. So to me, that's not like, oh, this is going to keep him from winning. It's more just like he needs to dodge these bullets during the week to... Yeah, to, uh, to um, content. Yeah. Okay. Jordan Spieth was great. Um, anything else on him before we move on? Because I think I mean we could talk yeah. about. Well, okay. So, minutes, so but... you were you guys watching down the stretch there? The just the eight iron, like the eight layup eight iron. Only Jordan Spieth is going to find a way to make <laughs> the layup into the par five to bring a little drama into a leading yeah. by two yeah. situation. Yeah. Um, like. Buddy, we were all we're all ready to just like you know let you stroll up there with the with the applause from the from the crowd and instead you want to keep the drama right right till the I, end. I, I'm drafting all my tweets for him to win and like oh <laughs> okay save the draft save I'm like yeah maybe not schedule maybe I'll just save <laughs> yeah exactly uh, but no to me I, I feel like it was a bit of a three horse race. Uh, you know, Matt Wallace was right there at the start of the day with Spieth, and then and then Charlie Hoffman charged today. Uh, it yeah. was really those three who, when it came to Sunday, those were the three in the conversation. Yeah, they're well have everyone. That's where the coverage focused on. I was kind of telling you guys beforehand, watching the final coverage uh, today, it was kind of nice to see kind of the process between, especially down the stretch, Hoffman and Spieth, especially Spieth, uh Spieth with his caddy kind of talk through shots, you know, on that part three on 16, they're talking about like the win there. T- it, it is kind of cool to get that, like kind of behind the curtains a little bit and, and watch that. But we didn't see a lot of the rest of the tournament. Uh, there wasn't a lot of big names and there weren't people charging. Uh, so we, yeah, we had Hoffman and Wallace and Spieth and that was kind of what the show yeah. was this week. They, I mean, they I mean, sort of separated themselves coming into the day anyways, but, I, but you look at the, at the leaderboard and like, you know, I guess Patton Kazire had a 65, but otherwise those yeah. two guys and, and Lucas Glover had a 66 to finish in fourth. But like Hoffman and Speed both shot 66. 66 yeah, it was on, they yeah, both shot a 66. Sure. And like, yeah, I mean, I think Hoffman, what he did today, what he did over the weekend was admirable. I mean, he shot, he shot plus three on the first day. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then he went 66, 65, 66. So, um, you know, it's, it's admirable, but, admirable what he did and he put the pressure on Spieth but Spieth just didn't back down he just played rock solid the you know the whole way through so um there wasn't I don't think there was really many other storylines to follow so yeah to me Adam will get frustrated with this but but Kevin will understand what I'm talking about to me it's sort of like an F1 race a Formula One race uh, where like uh, so often Lewis Hamilton just dominates and first place isn't up for grabs. So down the stretch, you get really interesting stories as people are jogging for other positions. But this is one of those races where the, the only real thing that was like when the top, when Spieth and Hoffman are right there battling over it, that's where it's going to focus. You're not going to yeah. focus on the battle for fifth when the battle for first is up for grabs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When I think it was 15 where Charlie Hoffman chipped in, brought it to two strokes difference. Who who are you guys cheering for? Just out of curiosity. I well, was since cheering. Craig had the one and done, I was going for Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was I mean I was pretty happy with either. I was cheering I, for Hoffman because speaking. I wanted to see him win into the ma- uh, Masters. Yeah, yeah, I, that's that's pretty much the reason I was cheering for Charlie Hoffman. That's exactly it. And, and, I feel like, and it's the Charlie Hoffman Open. Like he gets one paycheck a year, I think, basically. So, um, got to make it as big a big a check as possible. And with how Spieth was playing, I think there will be like even if he didn't get his today, yeah, it would have been a letdown. But he's going to have much more opportunities than Charlie Hoffman will. 
Yeah, um, but but you know that said, the way it played out, I'm very happy for Spieth to get the the win, monkey off his back, and yeah. and everything. So um, Me too. Yeah. I would have liked to see Hoffman just because he I think he is a good player at Augusta, and so him winning his way in the week before at the tournament that's kind of known as his specialty tournament would have been pretty cool. But uh, I'm I'm cool with it being Jordan Spieth's return to the winning circle too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he got himself up to 72nd in the world with that solo second, so. That gets you back into a position where you can, you know, start to get into maybe some WGC. Yeah, just outside like the WGC number. So if there's yeah. an injury or, or if a couple injuries, you're in the field. Yeah, and then you know, once you're back up into 50th, if you can get there in the world, then you're you're into everything. So mm-hmm. um, it's a step in the right direction, regardless. Yeah, yeah, he's been playing well, uh, guys. Yeah. I think we're going to change things up a little bit here before we get into other topics. Should we just kind of pop off the three stars here? Yeah, let's kind of wrap up the Valero. Let's let's do the rest of what we need to do to put that to bed. Well, maybe maybe yeah, let's maybe do stock up, stock down. Then if we're gonna wrap up, because I feel like there's uh, you know the third guy on the leaderboard here, we still need to talk about. Why don't I do the three stars? And okay, then we'll okay, get okay. Let's a do couple. that. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah. Sheesh, it's gonna be a quick three stars here. I'm getting bumped to the end of the show, mid show here. <laughs> Golly. All right. Three stars to the week. Uh, third star is Charlie Hoffman, a guy we talked about, so I'm going to be pretty quick here. But he went, as Kevin alluded to, from Friday to Sunday, 19 under. He had that three over start. He went 19 under, as Craig said, in the Charlie Hoffman Open. He absolutely owns TV San Antonio. It is sad to see uh, that it's kind of too little too late for his season to make the Masters, but he can hang his hat on the third star and the second place finish at Valero, I guess. A fine okay. consolation prize. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Second star. I think we'll come back to this a little bit later in the pod, but Patty Tavantanikit. Tavantanikit. I got to work on that one a little Tavantanikit? Patty T. Patty T won the first women's major of the year, went wire to wire to win the ANA Inspiration. Uh, Lydia Ko charged on Sunday with a course record 62. But Patty T, an LPGA rookie, just 21 years of age, got the victory she averaged guys this is the best stat i found for the week she averaged 323 yards off the tee wow Holy 300 smokes. yeah she absolutely like a bomber like i might have to rethink my rethink my distance debate position <laughs> <laughs> absolutely unbelievable uh but i'm sure we'll get back to it in the land of the pod i'll just rip through these three stars first star jordan spieth jordan spieth for my one and done sake, let's continue into Augusta, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think there's a lot of people that'll be paying attention to whether he carries it on into Augusta. Okay, stock up, stock down. Craig, let's kick it off. Okay, so I I've decided to focus on a couple guys we're gonna see next week. Uh, I have going up, Matt Kuchar. Yeah. So this is the second week in a row. You know, we saw him play well at the match play. I was not necessarily certain whether I was, you know, buying in. It it's the match play. It's so different from a 72 hole stroke play event. Uh, you can you can not you, you can kind of um, have ugly holes that don't really affect you in the same yeah. way, and and just like really do a good job of grinding it. But uh, so he was tied for 12th this week. It's his best finish since the 2020. Genesis Open. So we're talking pre-COVID, um, right? Quite a while back. Uh, so yeah, stock up going for me. Uh, you know, I think Adam and I spoke about this briefly, but uh, he was he was your mo- one of your momentum guys going into Augusta, and I, I totally agree. I think that uh, to me, it's a stock up. He he showed he has a bit of form that I, I don't think any of us were expecting a couple weeks back. So Matt Kuchar stock up. And I think he's one of these guys with no form can show up to Augusta and get a top 30 with form. He kind of, I, I, he could throw in a top 10. Like, I really think he could. Yeah. yeah. And he, he is one of the guys that really flies under the radar too. So you're always going to get decent odds with him, I think. If, mm-hmm. Even if you're just yeah. betting a top 20 or whatever it is, right? Yeah. I don't really, with the power at the top right now, I don't really see him contending for the victory next week. I mean, he could do it, of course. Any of these guys could, but... Um, I definitely see him having a strong finish. Mm. Okay, 
On the other side, stuck down. A guy that I actually was somewhat high on uh, mm. coming into the week. Zach Johnson. He ended up with a missed cut. He was plus four, so missed by a couple. Uh, but, you know, he had just been the, a model of consistency. He was, last time he missed a cut before this week was the Wyndham, cha- or no, sorry, it was the PGA Championship. Uh, so Really? Yeah, so it was since the huh. Wyndham Championship that he has been making cuts. That's when we saw him get a top 10 tied for seven plays way into the the. Uh, FedEx Cup playoffs, and then proceeded to you know have a pretty good end of 2020, start of 2021. It was 14 straight cuts he had made, uh, and then you know right before the Masters, he decides to go and miss one. Maybe he just wanted a couple extra days to practice. I don't know, but uh, for now, it's a stock down on Zach Johnson. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of I I haven't really been paying that close of attention to stack to Zach Johnson. Um, but coming out of the COVID break, he was close to 250th in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know he had slipped that far. He's 107th now um, after that good stretch of golf. So, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, yeah, like he, was, he seems to me like week. one of these guys that's kind of been like hanging on yeah. at that, like kind of the fringe of being relevant for a long time, like years and years <laughs> now. But yeah, so. But really, Maybe. like as far back as so, so twenty nineteen was when he sort of started falling, right? And and, yeah. and you know he was still in the in the double digits uh, in terms of world rankings, uh, and then fell back to outside. Like he was two hundred and sixtieth, I think, at, at the lowest point. Uh, so yeah, I think you know he's 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 late in his career, but uh, for now it's it's a stock down for me. Yeah. All right, Kevin, what do you got moving up, moving down? Yeah, so my stock up this week, I wanted to give a shout-out to Gary Woodland. Uh, Gary Woodland, this is his first top 10. He was T6 this week. It's his first top 10 since the Workday Championship, or Workday Charity which, Open. Which one? I feel like that's like a bunch which of tournaments. Which was like, yeah. he's, he's been in 17 tournaments since then. So. 17 Workday Tournament, no. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking We're talking the one at uh, Muirfield. This is right before Memorial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So he, he in those two tournaments, he was T5, T22. And then he's really fallen off the map. Like he, I, I believe there's a pretty significant injury in there for him, mm-hmm. a hip injury, I think. Yeah. Um, because it was at, correct me if I'm wrong, but the, was it the AT&T? Somewhere where he was, he was, overjoyed by the fact that he was actually just able to play pain-free for the first time in like a long long time yeah i think that was so, the amex the amex, where amex he, he that's came right back and that's right pretty good he's pretty good yeah so that was since since those two since the memorial that was his only other top 20 until mm-hmm. today mm-hmm. um with the top 10 so you know yeah. here's hoping that he he's a you know one of the best ball strikers in the game and when he's playing well he can hit it with anybody so um, you know, here's hoping that he's kind of back, if back to finding the form that he was in when he won the U.S. Open there. Um, and you know, right time of year, kind of to be, to be oh for sure starting to find it, right? Um, you know, he's one of these guys that would for sure be battling for all the team events and everything like that. So, um, yeah, hopefully his yeah. stock is kind of bottomed out and is is back on the rise. He's yeah, also one I, of these guys, I think, I mean, I remember betting him at the Amex, and he seems like standing over a 10-foot putt. Like, it's just so smooth, and seems to, it seems to go in more than, like, most pros. Like, he, he just seems really confident over, like, when he's playing well, over those mm-hmm. kind of 10, 15-footers, I feel like. I have tons yeah. of confidence when I'm standing over them. I'm, I'm confident yeah. that I can maybe two up. <laughs> um, yeah i'll lag this uh, up there <laughs> yeah uh no gary woodland though to me it's a like it's a thumbs up i think it's a great result i i'm i i did see one day i forget which day it was uh they, they he was on the coverage he doesn't look like he's moving super great so like that's the one hesitancy i have is that yeah like, i mean if he's not moving great and he's still getting a top 10 that's that's awesome but like I'm not going to be in a big hurry to go out there and bet him next time. You know, it's going to be like a no. stock up, keep an eye on it type thing. Yeah, it's, yeah, a it's more stock like up I say, it's more of a shout out and like here's hoping we that this is the first the, kind of bend, yeah, yeah. bend up. Um, but even you know, putting together four rounds is his he was 71, 72, 67, 69. So he's playing pretty consistent. 
Um, mm-hmm. And you hope those those you know one under even par rounds as he starts to feel a little bit better, maybe he scores a little bit better. And uh, yeah, maybe it's the uptick that we've been looking for. Exactly. Um, so my stock down this week, unfortunately, is my boy Tony Finau. Missed cut this Ooh. week. Pretty surprising. I was actually a little surprised he was playing this week. Um, leading into the Masters, but uh, played and missed the cut. So he, he missed the cut at plus three. You know, he's only On one number. shot out. But, you know, he's a, he's the kind of guy, he makes up an, he, enough strokes to the field every every round just based on his skill set that uh, you really don't want to expect him to miss cuts. And you don't yeah. expect him to no. miss cuts in kind of these sorts of fields, especially. Um, but... So he had those. He he had that like lightning hot streak stretch of golf there yeah. for a while, where he finished second three times in a row. Since then, he's gone. He went fourteenth place, miscut, tied for twenty eighth, miscut. Mm-hmm. So that's not really what you want to see leading into the Masters, which is somewhere in his brief history. He's he's had pretty decent success. You know, I think last he's year was his, his first two times showing up here. Yeah. Last year was his, or November his was his worst yeah. finish. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a place that, you know, with his distance and, and like I say, his skill set, he could could be very relevant. Um, yeah. and oh, it's 100%. Not, Absolutely. He, he just hasn't really, he hasn't been showing it lately. So um, I don't know if there's something wrong with Tony, but hopefully this isn't the start of a stock down. So I, I backed him heavily. I, I boldly put 50% of my ex- exposure on, on Fino this week. Um, but uh, here, here's the numbers that'll, that'll give you a little bit of an explainer as to what happened. He give was, me this accuracy number. So he was minus four strokes off the tee in two yeah. rounds. So it's about two strokes around off the tee and he was minus two and a half putting. So he wasn't driving. Ooh. He wasn't putting. He, he actually had decent numbers elsewhere, but uh, you know, like he was gaining strokes elsewhere because he just missed the cut with those horrible putting and, and driving yeah. numbers. But uh, he was 141st in the field in driving accuracy. Uh, so that gives you 25%. Good idea of- Sorry. Was it 20, 25% was 25 for the first fairways? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, hopefully I mean, at least he wasn't doing everything badly, but uh, yeah, it, it, it's concerning. The, those are the two things that I feel like a range session, an adjustment, uh, how you kind of a stance adjustment, whatever, could, could fix that real quickly. We've seen that with Justin Thomas before, between rounds, Deki Matsuyama between rounds when they started missing fairways. The putting, I don't know. But I still, I like him. I like... I kind of like it for DFS because people will be like, Finau's hmm. in a slump, but it's really only, I mean, a, a month or like a month. I, I agree when, from that point of view, like the, because the perception is going to be reduced on him. I think that there's potential value there, but it is concerning from a, if you are a fan of Tony Finau point of view. Yes. hundred percent. I think you'd rather have Spieth's momentum than Finau's <laughs> momentum. <laughs> I think that's safe to say. Yeah, I think that's fair. Okay, moving up, I have stock up this week. I have Matt Wallace. So the third guy in the trio, but kind of kind of fell off on Sunday a little bit. To me, Matt Wallace is just kind of a hard guy to predict. It's, it's hard for me to know when he's going to pop or show flashes. And he seems to underperform in tournaments that he shouldn't underperform in. Uh, but he did lead the entire tournament in strokes in TD Green with plus 3.83 per day. So he beat Hoffman, he beat Spieth, he beat the rest of the field. He was the best, best strokes in TD Green. And I think Craig, on our A to Z Masters Guide, I kind of gave Matt Walls a little bit of a hard time, maybe moving outside the top 50 or, you know, uh, hasn't been the best on U.S. soil. So this is, I mean, one of his best finishes on U.S. soil, ties his best since the 2019 PGA Championship he did have other top fives, I think Memorial uh, and somewhere else. But it, it came over uh, for the Florida Swing Puerto Rico Open and it didn't look great. Uh, but this this looked really good, I think, for Matt Wallace. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I I don't know enough of his profile to know if this is a typical stat breakdown for him. Uh, but I mean, essentially, he was third uh, and he lost strokes putting on the week. So to me, that you know, he's He's doing a lot of the things you need to do uh, to go out totally. there and win. Uh, yeah. It's just you, you need to, you can't lose. I mean, 
uh, you have to be playing so exceptional to lose strokes putting and to win a golf tournament. So um, I think it's very encouraging the things we did see that were good. Uh, I would love to see him continue with some momentum here. And I think it's hard for these Euros that, you know, play European Tour, but then come over for WGCs, come over for majors, and then, you know, they won a couple events maybe beforehand to get, like, adjustments or, you know, time zone or whatever it is. It's hard to go back and forth, I think, between tours. And sometimes we're too hard to jump on them. Um, And I think I I was that way for Matt Wallace. Uh, So it's nice to see kind of these top finishes from a guy that's a top 50 player in the world and has been for a little bit. Yep. Moving down, um, a guy I had some exposure to, I talked about pre-tournament, I'm going Akshay Batia. And, you know, it's just because it's kind of the consistency. He's still only 19. He needs to get some consistency in his game. You know, he's battling Monday qualifiers, sponsors exemptions. He's trying to figure out how, like, where his immediate future is going to be on the PGA Tour or another tour. Uh, but he started the tournament, guys. He started the tournament on Thursday, four under, under through his th- first five holes. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this on a sleeper show. Like he show he shows these flashes where he's just brilliant and he's amazing on approach and he he looks like the next great thing. And then he has started stumbling. He stumbled late Thursday. He stumbled on Friday with three holes to go on Friday. He was sitting plus one, so he lost a bunch of strokes. He's sitting plus one. And only needed to go no worse than one over in the last three holes. Seven, eight, and nine. He bogeyed seven. Then he bogeyed the par five eighth. And he parred the ninth and missed the cut. Um, When you start like that, I mean, it's kind of the exact opposite of like the season pro with Charlie Hoffman that starts plus three and like comes back Mm -hmm. for this top finish. Um, This guy with talent, you, you can't let those, you know, those good scores bleed away. Um, so it's just kind of disappointing. You know, he didn't have ex- exceptionally high hopes coming into the tournament, but when he flashed like that on Thursday, it kind of makes the miscut sting a little bit harder. Well, and for somebody like him, like you were saying, battling everything he is, trying to establish himself and, and you know, play into some kind of um, status. Yeah. Any, like, you just got to get through that cut and then anything's possible. You know, these guys are all so good that a 65 is out there for any of them. And so he he shoots yeah. up the leaderboard with a good round Saturday and who knows, you know. So, yeah, it stings when they, you know, somebody like that can't can't finish it out to make the cut. Yeah. I also think that it's just the reality. It, it demonstrates, I mean, we clearly see the talent there. Like He is so obviously talented, but it demonstrates how hard it is to be a pro golfer. How like, golf okay, is really you need hard. To, they, they always talk about this, but like pros hit bad shots. And the really, the thing that professional golfers do is they make it so that their bad shots are still hitting, a, they're still making a par. Or, you yeah, know, yeah. like maybe they, only maybe they, they string to together a, a couple bad yeah. shots in a hole and they're making a bogey or something. But it's all of those little things. Like, yes, he makes birdies. He, he He's good at, on that end of it. It's the, okay, can you... Can you get through, can you figure a way out of this bad position you've gotten yourself into and try to avoid dropping shots or or dropping as few shots as possible? All those type of things. But you know, nineteen years old, I uh, I think this is you're just kicking a guy that just missed the cut by one. You're just kicking him when he's down. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of harsh. Uh, no, I, I I agree. I think uh, I mean we're super high on on Akshay, so um, yeah. it, it's a it's a it's a, a pep talk. Down, it's a right? pep talk. It's, a... it's a little bit of a pep talk, exactly. That's like that... that's like mine and Tony. Just to be fair, you know, I, I, want, <laughs> yeah. I want good things for you, Tony. Hey guys, I think I'm going to change things up again for our show. We're a little bit all over the place. We're doing multiple pods in a week. I think let's do our let's get our picks out of the way. Then let's talk about the wider world of golf. Um, yeah, just just real quick up. before we do that, Lucas Glover, great day um, yeah. on Sunday. Uh, 66 played himself into fourth place, and then Anner Anurban Lahiri, uh, his second top 10 of the year, he uh, he came fifth. Uh, just a really solid tournament from him. Yeah, when he's on, his approach play is exceptional. Um, <laughs> but again, one of these guys that seems like he can rack up a ton of birdies and then cancel all out pretty quickly with bogey. So it's, it, it is good to see that. President's Cup team member um, a few years ago. So it's definitely there. Yeah. 
Okay, sorry, uh, go ahead, Adam. Our pick sheet, let's, I mean... Let's get this over with. Yeah, okay. I mean, I was going to say, I was going to compliment you guys on your fades. Uh, Craig faded Scotty Scheffler, T54. Kevin faded Hideki Matsuyama, T30. But the real thing, the one and done. That's what, we, that's what we're here for, one and done. Craig took it with Jordan Spieth. I think it's uh, your your first winner of the year. I mean, it's it hard to get a winner. You, can, you only got one tournament to use these guys. So $1.386 million into In my your pocket. <laughs> no, wait. That's his points. It's points into your pocket. Uh, Kevin did pretty well with Corey Connors over 100K. Ryan Palmer was mine. I think he finished just oh, one so Adam back. falls back into third place. Ryan Palmer how, got me how six the, figures. Uh, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> <laughs> I can't rely on my Siwoo cash anymore. That's for sure. So, yeah, updated standings. I'm in last with 3.5. Kevin's just ahead of me with 3.52 million. And Craig shoots up, almost skips the 4 million category altogether. He's at 4.96 million right now. Yeah, and a week after I was saying how it's so crazy this far into the season that we're still all so close. So um, yeah. I'm going to get well, on my high horse here, do a little bit of gloating. So uh, I don't know how long this will last. And, yeah, uh, I was going <laughs> to say, get it in while you can. <laughs> we still got four majors. Yeah, we, we still got, got a lot, got a lot, a lot that can of happen. play to go. Yeah. Okay, guys, we also, so is a lot going on in golf uh, this week. Do, who wants to take it off here with what else we saw in the golf world this week? Well, I think Adam, you've already touched on the ANA inspiration, so let's uh, yeah. let's talk a little more about that. Um, Patty T, as you call her, that, that's, um, that's a tough pronunciation there, but that that was a pretty riveting uh, final round today with Lydia Co charging with a right. with a sixty two. Um, I tuned in kind of on the. I, I was following it all day, trying to get a few things done around the house, but following it. And when they when I saw that she was, I want to say it was nine under through like twelve or thirteen or something like that, and and kind of closing the gap, um, because the lead going into the day was five shots, I believe. Yeah, um, I think. Oh, so, and she was further back than that, I think, wasn't she? Oh yeah, she was. Yeah, she yeah, was further yeah. back than that. Um, so yeah, this is this is you know we were talking about it a little bit before the we we started this, but. Um, yeah, Lydia Ko's almost a Spieth-like figure who has been at the pinnacle of her tour and then kind of fallen on some hard times and had to battle back through that. And this is this is one of her first, if not her first, like flash out of this. Um, and to shoot a, you know, for somebody like that, to shoot a 62 in the final of a major, you know, that's that's compelling stuff. And well, she and not really, only like was she at the top of her sport. She was number one in the world at age 17. Like, that is yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, to be number crazy. one in the world at anything at 17. <laughs> and realistically, she so she she drained a birdie on 15 to go to 10 under. Um, had had a tough downhiller on, on 16. Um, a birdie putt, which she missed. But, you know, she was 10 under through 15 and, like, this is this is almost like uh, Dustin Johnson's sixty that he shot. You're like, come on, Lydia, like <laughs> shoot that like fifty nine or like yeah, sixty to yeah. to catch her. But I mean, unbelievable round of golf, and uh, yeah, made it interesting in what could have been kind of a snoozer because of how well right. Patty T played there. Um, yeah, it was it was so, a very so just real tournament. quick to to give a little more context into um, Lydia Ko. So she she was number one in the world back in I would say it's 2016 maybe I don't know when she actually fell out of the position but the majors so 2017 18 19 and 20 there's five majors in women's right. golf right so that's there's one that didn't happen because of COVID so 19 tournaments she had four top tens in after having five straight top tens in 2015 2016 mm. so um she, she really fell off and and so it's i think it's very nice to see her uh you know coming back into potentially being the the form in the class of golfer that we saw at such a young age yeah yeah, yeah. it's also tava, I mean, it's, it's, tava tanaka tava tanaka yeah i, I, her, I, I mean, want to give what, her her respect yeah know, right? for sure like yeah it's a no, absolutely. I, I had it all broken out, but I, I screwed it up on the first <laughs> go. Thank you, Kevin. It, it's also just an impressive leaderboard. We've got Se Young Kim, Nelly Korda, Jin Young Ko, MB Park. Like a lot of the world's 
know, top five or uh, Rolex ranking top five are, are right there. So that it, that's an impressive victory. Yeah. So Tava Tanaka too. She was is is she a rookie? She was a rookie, I believe. I think she was okay. rookie of the year I saw, last year. I saw some media calling her a rookie, like a, a rookie yeah. win, but I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Um, but I think her her highest finish prior to this was like a T five. So you know, it's it's from the, to go from that to winning a major. Your first win is a major, like it's a big jump. And she yeah. was awesome today. Like she was so solid. She it never even looked like anyone like she ever had a chance of not winning and it was only because Lydia was just barreling down on her that it even became like anywhere close, you know? Right. Right. The thing that blows me away uh, in women's golf is how they're so good. So young, like, like uh, she's 21 years old. It's just, it's so crazy to me. Well, she, yeah. Yeah. And Lydia close 23 and she's already yeah. had this, like all this turmoil in her. She's career. already through the, the slump the of the of career. Lows. And yeah. yeah. So, um, so that, that's why I'm, I'm giving actually this pep talk. I'm just trying to get him in the same spot, you know, there you go. Now, one of the things that I, I don't know if I'm going to rant about it today, but I do want to rant about it at some point is that I really want to see, uh, the LPGA golf at Augusta national. Um, we are lucky that they are doing the the Augusta National Women's Amateur, uh, where they play two rounds uh, at I, I think it's the Champions Retreat Golf Course, and then they play the final. They play a three round event, and the final round is at Augusta National. Uh, only the people who make the cut after the two days. So there's thirty thirty amateur women a year get to play in in the annual, and it's it's an awesome event. But uh, the, the I'll rant about it a little bit right now, yeah, but then no, I'll, I'll get into talking about it. So, I mean, essentially, we saw when they were not able to hold the April Masters, we saw them make it happen for a November Masters. The The rationale as to why they are not doing uh, like a Women's Masters or an LPGA mm-hmm. Masters or whatever you'd want to call it uh, is because they don't want to take away from the Men's Masters so or from the, the Augusta National Women's Amateur which are, are both being held now. But we've, we've seen they can hold a world-class event in November. So to me, it, it, it's like, okay, well, I, I feel like if they're trying to be, like Augusta National is right now trying to be a more progressive. Like they have a, they have a, a not the best history in terms of For sure. uh, inclusivity and whether yeah, it's, it's minorities yeah. or women, they do not have a great history. So um, I think that if they are going to try to be a leader in the world of golf, then it, it, I mean, I tune in. I love watching this uh, Augusta um, National Women's Amateur because it's so cool to see people playing this golf course. Like everyone the loves course. this golf course. If they yeah. have mm-hmm. an LPGA event there, it's going to be probably the most viewed women's major. Like it, it's going to be probably the most viewed women's golf event. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it will. It'll grow the game. Now, now Craig, one thing I, I will say a little bit devil's advocate um, to your position there is while Augusta did hold a, a tournament in November, I don't think like that was just trying to shoehorn something in at a time where like they they were like scrambling to get that golf course playable prior to that. Like it's it's and I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but I know that like Augusta is essentially I believe like they don't even play it in the summer because it's so humid and so, like soft there. Um, no, they don't. From May to October, I think it's closed. Yeah, they just don't even. They can't even play yeah. it. So, yeah. um, and I think w- with what you see with the ANWA, um, is they they probably want as little traffic as possible through that golf course leading course. into into the um, you know the main event, so to speak. Um, so with that said, I think that you're, you're right in that they obviously some other time in the year, they can fit in a tournament yeah. like a, a and, and they're a private major. club. I, yeah, I get they are. that. Uh, but, but it, it, at the same time, I, I agree with you. if yeah. you're going to portray yourself as a progressive force in golf and, and try yeah. to, you know, move from a, move forward from a questionable history. Um, it, it's just, uh, that's what it, 
it's just kind I, of I would love, anim- to see it. I, I, I really I love the fact that they have this event now. So that's what yeah. I, I do want to commend them for the fact that this exists. It steps in the but right it, direction. It steps mm-hmm. in the right direction. Or but it, can, it kind of it just more. sort of reeks of like, well, we're gonna let the men come out here and play for what, twelve twelve million dollars, whatever the purse is, and then the week before we're gonna have one day where women amateur get to come play and and we're gonna pat ourselves on the back for you know like that's it, it stinks a bit um so what what about going the following week or two weeks after to let the course kind of rebound yeah a little no bit? i agree or or just a different you know and I, I don't or, know the logistics. Know. yeah exactly i don't know the logistics but it, i i think it would be they would it would be a pr coup it would just be so good for them in on so many fronts that uh it, it feels like one of these things that should happen it's just a matter of of um, I, I honestly I wonder if it is some of the members or uh, I don't know, like they, they don't want to limit their playing window as well. If they if their playing window is already limited and they. I mean, yeah, have the I mean, listen, to, I don't I, think the national, national has gets never played. I guess the national has never like felt compelled to do anything that the public wants them to do. So. They no, but very see, much do. I totally what they agree. Want. But but then we hold pieces of merchandise from them, like they are, you know, pieces of of uh, like a relic from a sacred monastery. You know, like it's just absurd. Yeah. So why are we holding this place in such high regard if they're like they're not going to bend over to anyone else? Like essentially, whatever whatever we want to put out there, you will take, and that is how it's going to be. You know, like I this all said, I love the masters. I, well, I think they are. <laughs> what? Yeah, the reason is is because what they put out there year after year is like w- like one of the best products that a yeah, golf fan sure. could could hope to consume, right? But so. but you can consume that product without um, you know buying hundreds of dollars worth of merchandise, or you know like the, sure. the apparently the merchandise is really what fuels the masters um the from a revenue point of view and, and so i i just think anyways i, I think we ranted about it long enough um what i want to talk if, about if they want to bring us out Craig. there if they want to bring us out there we can golf on the monday following i think it's media day we can we can go out there we can talk to the people out there we can hash it out we there, if they want us out there yeah yeah we, Adam, we i have probably just shot any chance i have of ever getting any sort of credential there so uh i i think i'll put that one to bed um, no way but anyways, man. no way the augusta national women's amateur it was a great event uh I was, I mean, I, I feel like most people were, were pulling for Rose Zhang to win. Um, right. But she she stumbled down on the back nine. She got beat up on, on hole 13. She, uh, I'm going to say she she put two into Ray's Creek. Or, oh. or uh, the first one was left of Ray's Creek, potentially. But um, she made an eight, I believe. Followed it up with a birdie. Got herself back in contention. Uh, but ultimately, she missed uh, the playoff where... Tsubasa Kajitani won out of Japan. Um, just, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know. Before I watched this, I knew none of these people. I had heard of, of Rose Zhang because she's just a legend in, mm-hmm. in um, uh, going into this tournament. She's already a legend. But uh, it, it's just so cool to see people who, uh, you know, they're hitting it normal distances. So to see them play Augusta National is so cool to me. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's what's so cool about about women's golf is, you know, th- the men's professional golf is a level of golf that like you could never even Im- imagine like reaching. You know, like they hit it so yeah. f- much further and so much higher with so much more spin. You know, like we just can't really ever hope to do that, and we can never really hope to do what the women do either because they're unbelievably consistent and like unbelievably complete with their games mm-hmm. but, but the there are more totally. yeah there are some a lot more comparables you know they tend to hit similar distances they might have the same you know they might their their yardages might be the same with some right, of their right, irons right. and their their club head speeds might be sim- more similar and, and things like that they just do it way better than yeah, like yeah. almost <laughs> everybody you know so um to see but that, it makes like, it it makes it easier like for a course like Augusta National where we we only see the you know the the, the freaks the, the ones yeah. who you know the short dryer the Webb Simpson is the short hitter hitting at two ninety three average. Uh, we only see those people playing it. It loses kind of any sort of scale. Uh, but when when you see like okay like I actually I feel like I could see where that where that shot went from 
you know, the, the TV camera of her hitting the shot. And so it's right, like, yeah. okay, this makes it feel like a golf course to me. Yeah, this is what this is what it looks like when a regular person hits a shot into this green from 200 yards. Like, not like Bryson with his six iron, you know? Yeah, like, it's, yeah, yeah. it's a totally different thing. So That's Six iron, seven iron, eight iron. <laughs> max speed every time, you know? Um, yeah. And, and then so, the other thing about it being Augusta National, it's such a cool experience. Like, you see how much they... All, all these. Uh, I don't know if it. It's probably not. Um, uh, all these women, how much they appreciate being out there. Like one of them, right. her mom was. I want to say a Swedish national team golfer, and so her mom caddied for her. I, I, I forget That's her name, cool. uh, but it's just like there's just so much appreciation for Augusta National that it, it would be cool to see this um, enjoyed by more people. But yeah. So speaking of that, if I could, Adam, I don't, you know, I don't know where the, you're taking us next here, but no, take it away. Drive. I have been, uh, I even have it on in the background right now. You may be seeing me glance over and every once in a while, but I've been compelled by the drive chip and putt that they host at Augusta. Um, never really watched it before. It's they're replaying it on the golf channel right now, but, um, <laughs> these kids are so good. <laughs> <laughs> they're so good and they so they it's the essentially the national champion for, championship for the drive chip and putt so right. they've qualified from all over you know there's actually um a number of the girls i noticed were from canada as well um, yeah, so Canada's i guess doing well yeah i, I don't know <laughs> if it's inter, totally international or north america or, or what but um it's really cool to see these kids and you can tell these kids are just like through the roof like it's an experience yeah. that they just yeah. can't even believe they're having for sure um and you know some of them i'm watching some of them like drop some bombs or chip in and they're giving big tiger fist pumps and yeah the, the one kid he i forget what age group it was the the boy just be just before we started recording here he he they're putting on 18 they they do two putts from different lengths to two different holes on the 18th green at Augusta. Like how cool mm-hmm. is that for one? Right. This kid dr- drains about a 30 plus footer. It l- looked like it could have gone by about 10 feet, but right in the heart. And he just gives a, a wicked <laughs> fist pump. And then he says it, it ended up, you know, catapulting him to the victory of his age group. And he says, oh. well, you know, like it's just such a great experience here and and um you know maybe it'll if i'm ever back here and i can i can use this experience <laughs> I think it's, it's so cool that these kids are like, I like you that. know the sky's the limit for them you know like yeah. this is uh it's just it's such the, poss- a neat the doors are they, all still open yeah yeah all still open they're close I, to I, me those doors closed <laughs> long ago yeah <laughs> You're you're asking what what has changed since 2017? Maybe my door was still open, but it is slammed shut. At a this few point. other doors closed. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, it's it's a pretty cool event, and it was funny because um, the one the one guy I noticed he's about to chip, and they show they kind of pan to a shot, and JT has been sort of practicing his short game or whatever he's doing off to the side and he's he's sort of stopped doing that and he's turned and walked over and is watching this kid chip and i'm oh, like cool. man as if he's not nervous enough just chipping <laughs> in augusta <laughs> like now he's got jt watching him yeah. but yeah it's pretty cool so so kev i've just looked this up and uh you're saying it was uh there's a victoria um player uh, it was the girl who chipped in. It was Anna Wu yeah. who who had that chip From in Victoria, BC, Canada. Yeah, yeah, she plays. She plays out a Royal Callwood. Really? Yeah. Wow, good for her. Yeah, and then she actually got beat by uh, another Canadian, Alexis Card uh, from Ontario. So Canada, which, which age group is? Check this? out those seven to nine year olds. Watch out. Uh, you know what? In, that- in, in in women's golf, it might only be like ten years down the road. Yeah. I guess the National Women's Amateur and like what do the math here, Craig? 20, Ten years, yeah, thirty, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're they're gonna be there. Hey, it's the Brooke Henderson effect, like yeah, like Vince oh, Carter sure. and the I Raptors. Think, I think or Brooke Henderson is gonna have Mike a huge Weir impact winning the Masters. On, on, yeah, yeah uh, sure. I think the next generation of female golfers. I think we could have a few great Canadians, obviously, um, showcasing their skills already. Yeah, well, Brooke caught my attention early today. Actually, I think she was three three under through five. Um, to kind of make right. a little bit of, of noise early on. I thought she might be charging. I think she ended up finishing uh, minus two for the day. Um, I believe that was a top 24, but I'm not 
not sure. She had a poor opening round, but uh, speaking of Augusta, okay, guys. Speaking of Augusta, we got a couple little tidbits of news since we did our Masters preview. Um, I don't know if we talked about this off the top or if it was beforehand, but John Rom, he's playing. Baby boy came on Saturday morning. Uh, it's all good. Family's all good. Everyone's Baby boy healthy. Kepa or Keepa or we we don't Keepa, quite Keepa. know for sure. Yeah, K E P A. I think. Um, K E P. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Kepa. He'll be playing Augusta. So Kevin, your number one I'm overall pick. I'm feeling great. I'm. I was. I was. My wife woke up. She. She. It was her day to sleep in. She woke up. She. I said, I have great news. <laughs> <laughs> and then I told her, <laughs> John Robin has baby. And she's, and she's like, like, What's is, the great is that news? the news? Is, is that the news? <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm. I'm very happy. I figure he's going to be in that like jubilant, um, just adrenaline rush new father everything is great right now and it's gonna you know be early enough in him being uh yeah the euphoria and it's gonna be early enough in him being a new father that he's not gonna like be exhausted (laughs) and like slowly starting to lose his mind and like yeah so um I think so it's like, a sweet so spot. like the the delivery is over. He's like, so I think I could still get a practice round in today <laughs> if I left now. <laughs> yeah, so but I, super happy for them. That's that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the most important thing, right? Yeah, so. for sure. I, I think Craig mentioned uh, Justin Ray Golf on Twitter before. He's he's a great follow and one of the best, I think, with master stats. But I think he also tweeted out that Danny Willett had a baby like a week or 10 days before his master's victory. So oh, there you go. if you're looking and, for trends, I don't and know. he had the vegetable soup on Wednesday. Yeah. And the oh. vegetable soup. I don't know. I don't know. Can't Something miss. To think about. Um, and then other news that I did not think was going to happen. Brooksy, speaking of Kepka, yeah. Brooks is playing in the masters. People thought it was going to be months. It was going to be a long recovery just after he dropped this engagement photo, which apparently happened like a month ago. Um, he, he flew into Augusta and he's playing, he's playing at the masters. Well, and like, I think he early, early contender for tweet of the year, I would say, um, if you haven't seen this, check it out on Twitter, but, uh, there was a, a golf week, uh, article, uh, let's see, March 23rd. <laughs> so a couple weeks ago, uh, Brad, and the, the title of the article was Brad Faxon on Brooks Kepka's injury. Range chatter suggests Kepka could be out six to eight months. And so, so Brooke, <laughs> Brooks uh, quote tweeted that. And he, <laughs> and he has a picture of Jor- Michael Jordan saying, and I took that personally. <laughs> That's his way of, uh, of announcing that he's, uh, he's going to be playing, I think. The, so you the guys... Michael Jordan memes and gifts from the last dance are priceless, and he <laughs> yeah. used it perfectly. <laughs> and I took that personally. <laughs> um, so you guys wouldn't let me fade Brooks, and now I'm I'm thinking that might be a good thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. is this a beware the injured athlete kind of well, moment? Or what? I, I was thinking that man, I might want to redo that snake draft and and slide a Brooks pick in there. Yeah, that's true. He. He did not get taken in the snake draft, did he? I think he has sneaky good form. So we mentioned everyone finished T2 in 2019. He was one of them. He was T2. Uh, and then followed up, I think, with a seventh last year. Let me yep. get there real quick. So, but what, what knee was it that he had worked on? Was it his right this time? Yeah, so it was not the one that had been injured previously. Okay. I I always, I and I don't really know, it probably both would be bad for different reasons, but I think that, like, with the twisting and turning the for a right-handed golfer on the left, yeah, it would be yeah. a little more problematic than the right. I think there's that has more torque and um, undergoes a greater strain, at least in like the traditional golf swing where you're really yeah. planting up on that left side. And and I think a lot of it has to do with confidence too, of like of you know shifting on to that, of, do, of yeah. doing like knowing and trusting that you can do that without pain. Um, but yeah, maybe the right's better in that respect, but. Who knows? Yeah. Okay, guys. I think that's I was going to say, pod- that's all I got. So if that's there's all I anything got too, else. Yeah. I think that's our podcast. Thank you for listening as always. Subscribe uh, on your podcast provider. Go to YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube, of course. Hit that thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. As we said, we have Masters content out already, but more Masters content is coming. So make sure to, A, follow us on Twitter, at GrandSandGolf. Follow us individually as well. We have our snake draft up there. We're a little bit competitive. So we have our snake draft that we did in our other Masters pod. Go there and, and vote for who whose team you, 
you think he's gonna win and listen uh, i think i i i here i'm pulling up the rear there right now and i I just have to say look at the entirety of these teams because i mean <laughs> they may not be the sexiest picks but they are just rock solid on on team kevin there so take a close look yeah that, another um, thing i wanted to mention is i i didn't hadn't seen these guys their um distance that the six holes that the bombers can attack at at uh, the masters i hadn't seen their content for that video until it had gone up and that is awesome it's so cool it's a perspective of these holes from google earth that you guys you guys kind of drew some um i don't know some graphics over that i it's a perspective i had never seen and i thought it was really really cool so definitely uh it's it's definitely worth checking that one out for sure Tell your friends. The, the golf <laughs> nerd, friends. the Augusta fanatic, uh, I think will really like that one. That's one of the things we've already dropped. We have like three or four videos already out. Uh, some shorter, some longer in duration. Yeah. Uh, last last thing from me. Yeah. Um, on our preview video today, we were talking there is potentially thunderstorms this week. So keep that in mind. I think they're usually pretty good at making sure that, that play gets done on Sunday. But Maybe maybe make sure you got a flex day for Monday, just if needed. <laughs> that is good advice. Good That's know. great advice. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we will see you soon. Enjoy the Masters. We know we will enjoy the Masters. We will see you again soon. Cheers, everyone. Yeah, happy Easter, everyone. Take care.